Hey y'all. Hey. Welcome back to the Talkaholics Podcast, episode 31. Hello. Uh, so in today's episode, we speak <laughs> for quite some time on uh, <laughs> different media forms. So whether that be uh, film, TV, um, that, that talk about race and other societal issues. Yeah. Um, that's basically it. But we go yeah. through we go through quite a few. There's no point in listing them here because you guys are gonna yeah, hear them. It's a long list. Um, guys. yeah, and we go in quite into depth about what we enjoy and how important it is to be critical um, mm. when in when consuming the media that we consume daily. Um, but we hope you guys enjoy. Um, 
people are portrayed in film, like, I, I think I can speak for both of us in the sense that when we see, like, um, like a Muslim woman or a girl in a film and she's wearing hijab, like, that's like, oh, cool, like, yeah. we're excited, yeah. but then um, you can you can just praise any show that does that. And mm. it, there's a couple that are, they're see, we're seeing it more often now, um, and we can praise any show or movie that does that and be like, hey, representation. Or you can look at it critically and think, okay, so, yes, we're seeing a Muslim woman, but um, what context? Yeah. Usually it's about a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. It's a movie about terrorism, and she's like the wife of the terrorist or something. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, and then another thing that is very common is that she's this like Muslim girl, Muslim woman, whatever, and she's going through all these struggles. Um, and eventually, like, you you see her like take off her scarf. She falls in love with someone, and she's like, "Here, let me show you my hair, and let's live happily ever after." Like, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. Like, it's like okay, yeah, sure. Um, there's not like sure. Yeah, of course we take off our scarves. <laughs> we yeah. don't. They're not glued onto our heads. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's part of our lives. Yes. Yeah. But when we see it in the thing, I don't like about when it's portrayed in film that way or in TV. A lot of the times, it's like they're a, they're um, conforming to what the West wants us to look like. So they're saying, yeah, Absolutely. I can still be Muslim, but I don't really need to look. Yeah, Muslim. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to look more palatable. Palatable. Palatable? Palatable. Wow, yeah. that was really bad. <laughs> it's okay. Palatable to the West um, gaze. Yeah. Gaze. And so you need to be critical of how we see things in media. Like, I'll give you a really good example of something that I thought was a good portrayal. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, very quick. Not a main character. It was a really like a side character. Um, in Jane the Virgin, there was an episode. I don't, I'm, I don't know if you, I don't, you saw I it. I don't watch it. But there was a lot of, it was a lot of, um, like, social media presence about it. Um, I think it was, like, in the last season, there was this episode where Jane's at, in the hospital and her uh, OBGYN, OBGYN is a Muslim woman. And so it, it doesn't say anything about her being Muslim, nothing. It's just she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. That's it. It reminded me of another one. And, and it was nothing. She was she was just wearing her doctor, you know, co- her little doctor's coat, and she had her hijab on, and she was just telling her what was going on with I think it was she was with her pregnancy or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Um, and okay, then <laughs> this has never happened. Excuse me. Um, sorry, that was my brother. It's okay. But it was just like a quick snapshot snapshot of it, and people were really really happy because it wasn't like. It was anything like, oh, this girl's Muslim, and because she's Muslim, this is how we have to see her. No, it yeah, was just like her in her life. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yes, it was just absolutely. like it was just like a doctor. She's just a doctor, and there's nothing wrong with um, um, highlighting the fact that someone's Muslim. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with saying like, oh, this person, like it's part of their character. Because yes, mm. being Muslim is a part of their identity, but. I feel like it's being pushed down our throats. Like, whenever we see a Muslim character, right. like, it's being pushed down your throat that they're Muslim. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, no, every time you do see a Muslim woman in in a movie, a TV show, it is, yeah, it is about, like, she has to mention her scarf or uh, how she has to go around to the mosque to go pray in, like, within the five yeah. seconds she's on Yeah, or, like, street. do you remember Quantico? Did you watch Quantico? I, the one with Priya, I never watched it, but I okay. Know well, there was the this this uh these characters. Um, it was like it was one actress, but they played twins. She played twins, and they were um hijabis. And so one of them was like they're both like obviously very visibly Muslim women, and they're training to be in the FBI and stuff like that, which was great because it's good to see that like that that was where the it was good like the good representation representation seeing Muslim people Muslim women mm. in like law enforcement and stuff like yeah. that. Um. 
But then there was this whole thing where one of the twins was like, oh, I don't want to wear my hijab anymore. And like, it's a, it's a, it's a real struggle. Like, I'm not trying to downplay that. People no, do no, go no, through no, that no. and all For this sure, stuff. Absolutely. But it was like, I don't, I feel like they sexualize it and I really don't like it because then she was, it's like showing her, like even the shots of how she takes her hijab off and her hair yeah, cascades down yeah. her back. And, yes, yeah, and it's like, yeah, 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 I do get it. I was going to mention It rubbed me the part. wrong way. I was like, what is going on? And then obviously, and then, and then of course, well, not of course, but I'm sorry, like, um, uh, in, in, the whole I, the whole first season was about she's being framed a, a, for bombing a building, Frank Chopra. Oh, okay. Right? Um, and, like, sh- all this stuff. But then in one of the seasons, I can't remember what season it is, one of the twins ends up doing, like, undercover mission in, like, um, like a terrorist, like, group. Organization. Organi- like, a small organization um, in, this, in the somewhere in the States. And then after that, it's, like... I felt like it was pushing the storyline where it was like, oh, is she sympathizing with them because she's Muslim, so she doesn't want all this stuff because she was keeping it a secret and stuff like that. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. But, like, I I like the show overall, but I felt like there were some parts of the storyline where I was kind of like, what are you trying to say? (laughs) You know? So I feel like, yeah, again, like, representation is so important, but it's what kind of representation. Mm -hmm. Who is trying to represent us? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's another important thing. Are they actually, another thing, are they actually Muslim? Yeah, who or are, are they the just writers, the directors behind the show? No, and the actors, yeah. the actor and, and themselves. themselves. Yes, yeah. Because sure. a lot of the times, like, do you remember um, Mosque on a Prairie? Mo- yeah, little Mosque on the Prairie? Literally, what I wrote down. Yes. Like, <laughs> no, a good majority of them, besides the main guy, I think the they weren't guy, Muslim. It wasn't the main guy Muslim. I don't know about him, but yeah, Even I the think rest, yeah, the rest the, they the were girl definitely, was in the head definitely not. Was not. Yeah, like, a lot it's of them just are like, just brown. You're, yeah, it's just, exactly. It's like, let me just find a brown person, put a hijab on them, yeah. and call them what they are. And I, I get, like, you know, actors and actresses, like, their job is to take on roles. So, exactly. yes, I understand that, but it's just, like, there are actors and actresses that are Muslim that yeah. you can pick from. It's so funny that you mentioned that show, because I wrote it down as soon as you mentioned, like, uh, like fetish, fetishization of Muslim women in, like, this, like, yeah. This, like seeing what's under the scarf. Yeah, exactly the mystery uh, and like just like that satisfying that curiosity. I'm sure a lot of men have of like, but what does she look like without it? Kind of thing. Um, that I think the Little Mosque on the Prairie in certain episodes did kind of play on that a little mm-hmm. bit because they do show. Um, I forget the girl's name starts with an R in the show, but the the main hijabi in that show she does take off her scarf when she's at home. Obviously, yeah. There's scenes with her and her father. And yeah. Stuff. Or there's that one episode where she puts on a wig. Does she? Do you remember that episode? Uh, no, I, I can't don't. remember what it was for, but I I vividly remember it. So she they put on a wig because they were they were, I don't know if they were doing some sort of prank or something like that. Um, but she put on a wig, and it was like yeah, she's not showing her hair, but like she, yeah, it's yeah, her. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was I do, just like I do weird. Know. I do know, and she and and they didn't just pick anybody for that role. Like I I don't even know if she's like specifically brown herself or if she's like a portion of it but they definitely got some <laughs> a portion brown. A portion one quarter <laughs> yeah so she's passable in yeah. a producer's eyes but she like she was she's a really pretty woman and i'm pretty sure she like modeled before the show so they chose someone like knowing that they yeah we're gonna kind of benefit it off of mm-hmm. that but that's it's funny that you mentioned that um because a lot of people did actually like this show. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember it being... It on, when it was on, it was very, very... People used yeah. to watch that shit live. And, yeah. like, nowadays, that's not, you know, not going to happen. Yeah. People's not going to save their Friday afternoon just to um, watch that on CBC or whatever. Um, uh. But that was, I think, that was, that was huge in its own way only because it was something that was clearly Muslim-labeled only because the title of the show was about yeah, that. Um, and I know one of the writers behind that show is Muslim and she wears a scarf. So, like, there's good intention there. But mm-hmm. as far as it goes for being, like, a pivotal, iconic 
you know, show but, or yeah. thing about race and, and religiosity, do I see it as being an icon? No. Not necessarily. And also, but, like, to think, like, yeah, if one of the one of the writers was Muslim, like, so where, so when, when things didn't necessarily go, like, right, or say, for example, if, like, an episode wasn't really good at representing what Muslims are, so, like, what, was she being kind of, like, pressured into writing something more oh i'm sure she had definitely had to fit in yeah the box exactly because or it wouldn't have been a marketable like show yeah 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 and she definitely was surrounded by people who didn't look like her <laughs> and mm-hmm. she probably it was probably her first tv show I, I i don't know and she's probably learning the ropes of dealing with producers and a budget and things like that um and so she couldn't make all the shots and calls and she didn't run that show I'm yeah sure. she just wrote for it um but yeah so it, i mean that's that's kind of what that provided but uh, I did write, like, I did, the examples that I brought, I tried to, like, kind of capture a, a variety of race. In, you have a in, long in list. Religion. No, the, these are not all, <laughs> oh, okay. like, there's three. That okay, I okay, to. okay, These okay. are, like, some, like, things that I, I, when I brainstorm, I just write everything down about e- something that reminds me of, oh, like, okay, okay. like, either really awful ways of representing race in movies <laughs> mm-hmm. and really uh, good ones. Okay, so. what's your number one? I actually, I actually really did want to mention Get Out. I know that's, like, I was going to say the same thing. I know, I, was say I know thing. that that's, like, <laughs> Like expected of us, but I do think that I don't movie care did if it's expected. Right, I it did it do did a lot of so things right. Things it did a, right. it was great. What was your favorite thing about it? If you can name one thing about like it representing race or talking about race issues, which I think is really what it's about. Yeah. What did it do right? There was a lot of things. There was a lot of things. I know what was for me. I know there's a lot of things it does right, but there's one. Okay, no, you tell me yours. So, kind of going back to Green Book, like my issue with that is that is how. Um, you know, the white character and the black character interact. Especially because the black character, even though he's the supporting role in that movie, he's the main guy. Like yeah, that, 100%. That movie, that movie He's is, considered supporting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's to who? He's a, to the, the, the white lead. The movie starts and ends with the white guy. Um, oh, you're talking about Green Book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, uh, yeah. wait, what are you talking not about? Not in Get Out, not in no. <laughs> I was like, is he supporting to his girlfriend? Like, <laughs> who is he supporting? <laughs> not in that. No, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to contrast it. Okay, like, okay, okay. It, with Green yeah. Book, it's Yeah, like, yeah, he's a supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. I was shook, but yeah. okay, whatever. And it's not he, like he was the, <laughs> Yeah. it's not like he was the, you know. And he's like, arguably, like, maybe a historical figure is too hard of a, like, too big of a word here, but, like. No, but he's the main, like. Yeah. Like, he's, he's the, the main guy of the story. He's the guy with, like, three PhDs who's like a musician yeah like the a musician dude was the driver why is he the main yeah main exactly. guy? and and so definitely someone important in the community and obviously I had issues with how they interact in the movie because again if you go watch you will definitely see what I saw which is a lot of the way through it was the black guy not knowing really anything about life and the white guy really holding his hand all the way through mm, now so, I maybe understand why Spike Lee said it's not his cup of tea no yeah there's more things behind that politically but we, we can get oh. into that more uh later too but one, the reason why I think Get Out did that better is that they never um, needed to use a white person in that entire movie as a crutch for why that main black character was important. Mm-hmm. They never, there was no one reason why, um, you know, the the black character couldn't be the, the main role. Mm-hmm. Um, his, why his own story wasn't important enough. Because really, with if you, like, nothing about the his girlfriend or his girlfriend's parents made him feel like he had importance or a role in the story. Like, do you not get what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. Like, a lot of a lot of movies, for example, I know uh, Hidden Figures did this too, which I know a lot of people like that movie and it was really good, but I heard that there was a white character in that movie who didn't actually exist historically. 
that they put in there to kind of use as a figure to make the other black Which women character? in that story. The guy, the guy who, um, Michael Keaton's character. I think it's Michael Keaton. The white, the white guy who helps the the black women like get invited into meetings. Oh, and the, glasses. the 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 dude at NASA, like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. in her office. He doesn't exist as a real person. No way. Yeah, yeah, he's not even a real person. Yeah, and that he definitely was like yeah. in the movie integral in quotations. Yeah, yeah. To getting her. Yeah. Yeah. Notice. So, exactly. So that that's my issue is that to have a movie about people of color mm-hmm. or, or about race, about even p- people who look like us, like who are Muslims, that are you. I there's so many times the TVs and movies. It's that like I see, yeah. You need a white person it's like to you segment can, yeah, that story. It, yeah. It's like you can do the thing. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which and and like to mention really quickly about. So obviously, Get Out doesn't need that. No, the, not the at all. The movie is about the white people that you're trying to run away from, mm-hmm. right? And um, not to skip over so many things here, but Black Panther also does mention that, um, do like a really quick mention of, of that frustration that I have also with um, movies about race, which is that when they in- introduce only one white character in that movie, which is the... The doctor. The, um, no, not the doctor. Sorry, the FBI agent. The actress's last name is Freeman, but Martin Freeman, I think is his name. The white British guy who's short. Um, who flies Wait, in. what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're thinking about the villain, the other guy. No, I'm not thinking about the villain. I'm talking about the FBI. He's not British. He's it, I mean, in real life, he's yeah, British. He's Sorry. British. The American FBI dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, they they hint at him and, like, poke at that yeah, guy's character so often. Only because they want to make sure that you're not white savior, you're not helping us, but you are an ally. Because yeah. Because he helped with, like, the, the piloting thing. Yeah. But by no means was And you know what? Player. It was funny because <laughs> I watched the movie, like, three, four times in theaters. <laughs> um, and I always remember, <laughs> like, when that t- that part when they're in, um, uh, when, when, when they're trying to find help after, um, Michael B. Jordan's character, what's his name again? Killmonger. Killmonger takes over, right? And so the mom and everything, they're going to try and find help. And they go to that, the other area. I can't remember what it's called. What's that, the, the clan called, or the tribe? Oh, the, the, the gorilla mask. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. So yeah, they go to the leader. The the yeah, they go to the leader. And then the, the white guy tries to step in and talk. And he starts barking he at him. <laughs> they go like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then, he, and then he tells him that he's going to eat him. <laughs> I, cr- like, every single time I watched that movie, I was crying. And it was, like, I, but the, I was also very conscious of where I was watching the movie. Like, the first time I watched it, I watched it at, like, Morningside Theaters and, like, the whole theater. Everybody there was, like, black. So we all were dying. <laughs> but then the second time I watched it, I think I was in Newmarket. Oh, okay. And I was, like, laughing and no one was laughing. <laughs> And it's like I feel like people will take like white people yeah. are gonna take a will take offense to it like what do you like you know what I mean or just like, not find it funny or not find it funny like, or whatever yeah. but it's like that that's a, a good way of putting it it's like they want to be showcased in in film as they've always been um as in as an integral integral part of the story but you can also just be there mm-hmm. helping out like you don't yeah. need to be the center of attention yeah exactly so I I, I that's and another the way I, they I actually dealt with agree that character with was like really well done because yeah they obviously he helps in the movie and that like he saves like Lupita Nyong'o's character I think once and then he helps with the pilot thing yeah but other than that they're like always like saying but you're second place sets. like yeah. you need to like but you know, and it's take ne- it's never and it's never bit. the movie never shifts where to a place where it's like oh I'm angry you're not taking me seriously yeah yeah yes, 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 I'm yes. not gonna help you anymore mm-hmm. no it's just like it is what it is it's not your it's not your story exactly it's exactly it's, it's not for exactly you exactly the point <laughs> you know what which I mean is why I think Get Out is is so good because it never really apologizes for showing um, 
the white people are the white characters in that movie for the way that it does. It never stops and says, do you know what I'm saying? It never has an ap- apologetic tone no. even once to say like, oh, she, you know, yeah, this family's crazy, but it's because of like, you know, these things that happen. They don't give them a backstory to say why. Like, and I feel like it could have, it could have potentially taken that turn, um, especially when, at when we when you don't know that the girlfriend's part of the issue, mm. so it could have like you know what I mean. If the girlfriend really didn't know her family was psycho, and it, she was like kind of the like a cattle or someone that helped him get get out. Yeah, you know it could have taken that turn, but in reality, it's just like nah. Even the one you were with, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's crazy yeah. too. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Actually, she's probably the worst one. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I think I mean there's many a bajillion reasons you can mention why Get Out. Yeah, and I mean like that like small me stylistic choices. Like yeah. I mean we've speak, we've spoken about Get Out before. Like the way this the movie's written, the way um, visually it's presented, um, the the choices he makes like stylistically. Jordan Peele like his mind is amazing. Yeah. Um, and everybody else on that team like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like remember we were talking about the cereal, how she eats her cereal, and like the way the characters develop over time. To yeah. show you their true selves and all mm-hmm. this stuff, like, and even like him, mm-hmm. like the main actor, um, the way he <laughs> he doesn't he questions everything rather than in regular horror movies where the white people yeah. are like ah oh, la di da like everything's yeah, which fine, is, which is like commenting on a trope, right? Like, it is commenting on a trope, like gets the killed first, first in, but in horror movies, right? yeah, always gets first killed first in horror movies, even though they're the most rational ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the white girl's like, oh no, they're not that bad. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, nah, there's something going on here. I need to get out. <laughs> I need to leave first. Yeah. Um, uh, the only other thing, too, that I wanted to mention about Get Out was actually something that hit me the hardest in that movie was, like, the very first scene, which is uh, of that character, mm-hmm. the really tall character yeah. who's, like, walking who gets down taken. the street. And, yeah, who gets taken. Yeah. Um, but we, we know later is the is the brother of that white family um, taken from that car yeah. while he's just walking he's down the street down at street. night. And, and especially what was happening at that time with Trayvon Martin, things like that, that it was a little bit... I guess it was heavier because of that. Mm-hmm. It there was no dialogue in that entire um, like yeah. Segment. Except that on, he was on the phone for like one second, like right. He yeah, was on it the phone. wasn't dialogue. Heavy, no, no, it wasn't. It was certainly. It was like, just him doing an like it was just a regular yeah. night. I think there was no speaking on purpose, just to prove a point that that moment alone is scary because it's tr- so true to life. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like uh, for a lot of reasons, to Get Out is phenomenal in talking about race because. Just a few things that I mentioned there, which was like it's unapologetic. It makes a clear line between who's in the right and who's in the wrong, and it's it's almost a complete race divide, right? Um, and makes has no problem making complete references to um, real life real life stuff. So like again, like I mentioned, the first scene, the auction scene that was like really painful to watch, and like yeah, um, and silent again. Yes, and uh, yes, absolutely. And the whole segment, which I found also was really telling, was during the party where he's like socializing and like talking with all, all the other couples that were there in the house about like the different things that they pointed out about uh, about him, the main character. So like mm-hmm. one lady was like sexualizing him and going, oh my God, your body is like fabulous and like making it about, you know, black beauty. Mm-hmm. And then the other person was talking about how his physique is really good for sports and like just like breaking down him within, like, a few conversations, but not not really talking about it, just kind of showing it. Yeah. Is, like, my favorite thing. It, I think that's one movie that definitely was about race. It wasn't just a horror movie, obviously. Oh, yeah, 100%. But it was dealt and I th- so beautifully. Um, and I think that's it's a that's a great example of, of a movie that needs to be 
critiqued, like to be thought of critically. Mm-hmm. You can't just take it at face value. Mm-hmm. Because even at face value, it gives you a, a pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, representation. But you really need to look at it deeply to really understand what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I think that for a lot of people who didn't enjoy the movie, they did not look at it critically. Mm-hmm. That was the issue. I remember um, when the movie came out, I was in Europe. And um, so I saw the I saw the premiere in the Netherlands oh. for this movie. Ooh. And because it came out a little bit later um, in the Netherlands, but I remember I was in the airport like a couple months after that uh, with my friend. We were going to Croatia, Ew. so we're in the airport, and um, there was these two white girls talking about the movie, and they completely missed the point. Mm. They were just they were just like talking about how it wasn't they didn't get it. It wasn't really it wasn't really like a horror film, and they were like. They were they didn't they really truly didn't understand and then you like from just hearing from the conversation like you can tell they really didn't think about what they were trying what the movie was trying to say right because all they saw was what they took at face value what was the surface of the film mm-hmm. rather than to look deeper and understand the deeper meaning of what it means and how it reflects our society and so that's why it's so so like people may think like oh you know film or movies is just entertainment like. You, there's, but it really is. It's a significant part of showcasing what, um, or reflecting what society, what our society is at yeah. this time. Absolutely, yeah. And I think uh, storytelling helps a lot with like. Um, I feel like uh, Get Out was so good at like addressing so many frustrations. I feel like I've felt, or it, both of us have felt, like it, intuitively. But it's really hard to communicate those things out sometimes to people without sounding, like borderline like that you hate white people or that like yeah. you know that you are you know this uptight person who has a problem with everything like what get out I'm sounding really pessimistic exactly like what get out did really well is can I address all of that within one single movie without it really being shoved down your throat which is so hard to do because they really attack it at so many angles right mm-hmm. um uh which is what I really appreciate and I feel like every time if I were to watch get out again um I think there's so many things you can continue to learn about that movie that they're yeah. trying to tell you mm-hmm. and knowing that he's going to keep making movies obviously the both of us huge fans of Keem Peele if we haven't mentioned enough Ooh, the, want the to movie's coming out keep us. going like yeah us I heard it got really 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 good reviews um by critics so far but are there any other movies um items? well recently I we talked about this before the hate you give mm-hmm. um have you seen it you still haven't seen it yet Razia or Black Cats when I have to watch both Oh my, you haven't seen Black Klansman either? I know. Also a, a, a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, The Hate You Give, I mean, I think it's very um, relevant to the times, unfortunately. Really speaks about police brutality and also um, the uh, struggles of people speaking out about police brutality. Um, but I really like, well, I mean like, but I really like how the movie showcased um, the struggles of, of people in, in black communities um, and how they speak about police brutality. And when they do speak about it, how it's received by everybody else and how, um, like, people say, like, pe- they kind of just push it aside and they don't really get the justice that they deserve. And, again, I spoke about this last time when I, when we gave our, when I gave my review about the movie about how the film ends. Right. And how it's a very realistic ending because it, they don't 
I'm not to spoil it for you, but whatever. Um, you said it in the last Yeah. <laughs> how it, it showcases the reality of the matter where you don't get the justice. Even though you've created this huge, like, there's a huge movement. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about it. Right. Um, it's a very, like, it's not, it's not something hidden. It's not, si- like, it's not hush-hush. Mm-hmm. It's very much happening, and it's very much publicized. It's public. Like, it's public knowledge that this is happening. And still, to this day... No, just no justice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I, I really de- definitely need to watch both of those movies. Um, too, because I, I think what I'd like to see too is I don't think I don't think I can mention even like enough stories that are about race from th- that that uh, character's point of view and that like her age. She's pretty young, mm-hmm. and I think what I tried to do too when I was like writing up this list is think of like even like children's media means a lot to me, and so I tried to think of like stories that dealt with race or, you know, those topics, but are for a younger audience, or at least are through a kid's eyes, which is so hard to do because you just don't want to, like, race is such a hard thing to teach kids, and I feel like because I'm around my nieces all the time, and, like, they do have questions, and sometimes they say things, or, you know, they don't, they don't know that you can, you can't just, like, go up to someone and be like, you know, are are you a Chinese person? Like, you know, just, like, frankly talk about race. Yeah. It's hard to talk about, like, the sensitivity around those things. I find the... that, unfortunately, like, I, I would think that from when we were in elementary school to now kids in elementary school, um, that there would be a change in how uh, they're taught about, like, sensitivity, about tolerance, about race, about everything. Unfortunately, I don't think there has been much of a change because I work with a lot of elementary school kids, and they're, it's still the same. Like, I see the same things that were being said and that were happening in elementary school when I was younger. Yeah and and still now and I find that um and I find that there's less kids media now than when we were younger that talked about issues like this like we had the proud family we had um that's so raven and many people will think oh those were just kids show like it was just pure entertainment like nothing substantial but if you really look back at some of these episodes they they actually talked about uh important issues and I find that when you look at children's media today especially Shows that are similar to what those were, it's garbage. Like, pure garbage. I've never seen, (laughs) on all levels, garbage. Like, Mm -hmm. acting, garbage. Substance, garbage. Mm -hmm. Storyline, garbage. Like, complete garbage. Like, Mm -hmm. we used to have, we didn't have, we even had, like, um, just representation in general. Garbage. Mm -hmm. Now, compared to when we were younger, I think. Because we had, like, Truman, do you remember Truman Jackson, like, VP? Mm -hmm. That show VP. Mm -hmm. We had... Um, what was that show with, um, what's her name? The girl from Degrassi. The brown girl from Degrassi. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, she has her own. There was a, oh, that was a whole show about her and her family and her struggles as an, like, you know, I don't know how good of a representation it was, but, like, there was still that. Like, I can't, no, I'm right But now when you look at, when you look at YTV shows that that are similar to those, it's, like, pure white cast. And then you have, like, that one black person that's, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the Zendaya who's, like, who I love her, but she's, like, always in a main role where she's, like, yeah, black person, but she plays, like, a white girl. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it, like, it, it, nothing about her really she, is. She had Casey undercover. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little, which was better. Because it was, her? yeah, it was, like, a whole black cast, basically. Okay, good. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with the transition to, like, YouTube now, which a lot of kids are kind of on that platform, which is, that's just junk. Like, that's just unfiltered, like, nonsense and nursery And a lot of the, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of the influencers that these kids watch are terrible. The amount of kids I work with that love Logan Paul freak me out. (laughs) And I try, I honestly, I try to make them understand why 
that why that's not a good person to watch, and it completely goes over their head. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really blame them; they're kids, but like, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm like eating while talking. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm hungry. You guys deal with it. Um, <laughs> but this is not one of my top three. But on the topic of like, um, movies for kids about race that I really wanted to give like an honorable mention was Zootopia, because mm-hmm. I just think it. Like, it didn't just talk about race through, like, a really creative way of, like, predators and preys and things mm-hmm. like that. But there's a segment where it almost transcends into real life where there's something wrong that happens with, like, that bug virus thing that spreads. Mm-hmm. And it makes the news. And it's, like, on TV. And it's a very clear, like, biased news report about making one group of people look really more villainous than others. And then the, you know, the bunny and the fox character kind of watching going... Like, they both sense it, like, this is wrong. Like, this is, yeah, that story did happen, but that's a very biased way of talking about Mm -hmm. it. And it's just, like, such a subtle moment. Again, like, really not shoving anything down a kid's throat, but even a kid could understand, yeah, that's not how you should talk about a story like that. Yeah. And, like, the whole relationship between the bunny and the fox was almost like an interracial type of like situation there of, like, them trying to understand each other. And also, like, the near the ending, how the bunny kind of takes the 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 prey side. Do you remember? Mm, kind of. Remember? Can you, like, ref- I, I remember at the end, so um, the bunny, like, I can't remember what it was for, but ends up leaving the fox and, like, seeing them as... She, she, start, she starts seeing them as predators. Okay. I can't remember why. I don't remember what happens, but she kind of starts seeing them as predators and calls the fox something. Like, she says something really mean. Yeah. And and I think that's also a good way a good representation of how um sometimes there are people who say they're with you and then their inner racism shows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what or I mean? Even, like and, even, and they didn't realize they yeah, had it. Yeah. But then they say something and they don't real they they, they don't think they don't feel shame or anything because they don't think what they said was wrong until they make you make them realize what yeah. they said is wrong. Even the flip side of it, and I hate that we don't remember the characters' names because now we're just calling them Fox and Bunny, which is so strange. <laughs> but um, even on the flip side mm-hmm. of that, the fox when she finds when he finds out she's been holding the fox spray the entire time in her bag, mm-hmm. remember? Because before she leaves for police academy, like her parents are like the they portray them as like the the redneck kids yeah, yeah, who yeah. are like really escaped of the outside world beyond their farms, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, get her all these things, and she's like, okay, fine, just appease them, I'll take the spray. Yeah. But he finds it in her bag, which is, like, another turning point for him to be like, okay, but I thought we were cool, you know? Yeah. Um. So, just, again, like, little moments like that that I think... That was a great movie. Like, especially as a kid, and if you were to watch it again, this is one of those movies, like, as a kid, you watch it, and you're like, oh, this is a funny Zoom movie, oh my god. Pretty colors, and then you grow up to watch it again because mm-hmm. you remember liking the movie, and then really seeing it through a different view. Because now you're sixteen, seventeen, or whatever, and you definitely get that this movie's about something else, and you get like a new appreciation for. And I think that movie did a really good job of like not just making it about race, but about about almost a movie about race representation through the news and like how so quickly uh, things can be construed based on what people want to tell you. And mm-hmm. even, like, the... Spoiler. But even, like, the little sheep thing at the end. Like, the mayor's help. Oh, person, yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, the biggest... Yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, thing at the end. Like, the, just the little ways about, like, even that's a political comment about, like, you know, who's in power. And yeah. Who's supporting people of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, yeah, images don't mean everything. Um, so, 
it's a really good movie, I think. Again, not one of my top three, but definitely if we're talking about the only children's media I could really think of like that's relevant to the, today's day that I was like, okay, they did it right and nothing about this was really offensive that really bugged me in the wrong way. But there's definitely a lot of other movies that, <laughs> that I'm like thinking of. Like, um, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about Big Hero 6 before, but my issue um, with that movie. No, you haven't told me that. Um, and a lot of people have. Isn't this is not my, my only opinion. Like A lot of people have expressed this when it first came out. Um, do you remember? Do, do you know the one I'm talking I, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it, but I, yeah, I saw it, but I can't remember, it was a lot ago. Yeah, it's a really good movie, like, I, I have to be honest, like, the animation and, like, the storyline overall, yeah. like, it had the emotion, like, it, it's a movie that def, de- definitely rep- needed, like, uh, a lot of attention, because I thought, as a movie itself, was phenomenal, but when it came down to what that movie's about, it, um, so for those, for those who don't know, Big Hero 6 is a story that came from a manga, like, an anime story, and it was entirely about obviously Japanese characters. Um, like there's not in the original story is not a single white person. It doesn't take mm. place in a white country. It's in Japan, and it is about them and their powers and them as friends and in a group. When my issue with when taking stories like that, fine, you can definitely adapt stories that come from different cultures. But if you're gonna adapt it and then say it takes place in not Tokyo but San Fran, Tokyo, and then make the entire cast practically white. Mm-hmm. And with the main character looking Japanese, but he plays a white kid mm-hmm. again. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really irks me. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, it kind of goes back to what I said before about, like, you almost need a white person or need something to be whitewashed mm-hmm. for it to be digestible. How hard was it, this movie, to have been made just being taking place in Tokyo, which looks like a sick city already, but you have to make it called San Fran Tokyo because uh, kids won't relate. Like, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, little tiny things like that that I know people went, oh, that's so cool. It's, like, mixed and stuff. Meanwhile, I'm here, like, I know why that's done. Like, yeah. I know why people don't think it's sellable. People think will think it's too, you know, quote-unquote ethnic or too, you know, strange and out there. Um, and won't buy into it if you don't make it, you know, have the 40 other white characters that didn't have, yeah. have in this, which really, really frustrates me. Um, and I know I'm saying this honestly because I really do like Japanese cartoons and, and comics. I grew up with them. Um, but I just think if I were to see even like, you know, a, a story that my parents used to tell me growing up, you know, like one of their, you know, tales and stuff yeah. and to, for it to be translated that way to have the same issue. So... It's just little minor things like that people I know aren't listening to or aren't picking up on. Um, and Big Hero 6 didn't kind of got away with a lot of uh, that oh, kind of sure. critique. Yeah, because I, yeah, I didn't even hear about it. it. That's my issue, yeah. honestly. I mean, I think that we could probably go on for yeah. How <laughs> like long is it? How hours long? more. Um, but oh, I just wanted to end off by... Because we're, we're speaking about you know representation and um, in, in, in the media and how it's great. So... I just heard about this the other day. I don't know if you did, but um, did you hear about the new thing happening with Lily Singh? I knew you were gonna bring it up there. Okay, so <laughs> well, I, I've I've talked about her before. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know who Lily Singh is, it was yeah. really weird if you don't know who she is. Especially with her um, age group. Like, yeah. yeah um, she goes. Uh, she goes under the name of Superwoman on YouTube, um, and she's you know, gain success, like, wide success, widespread success over the past couple of years, and she's been doing a really good job of just, like, hustling and, um, you know, doing things, like, making sure that she's doing what she wants to do and what she's passionate about and being successful through that. Um, but the other day, she announced that on the, on Jimmy Fallon that she's going to be having her own late-night TV show, mm-hmm. um, and she's, I think she said she's taking Carson Daly's, Daly's spot, spot, right? 
Um, and it's called A Little Late with Lily Singh mm-hmm. on NBC. And it's going to be starting in September. And I was like, that is freaking amazing. Like, I'm, I'm so proud, even though, like, we don't know her at all. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it, well, on multiple levels, it's, I'm proud. Because, first of all, it's, she's a woman, a woman mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. We don't see, let alone women, uh, as late night, you know, show hosts. Yeah. But a woman of color, that's even, mm-hmm. like, huge. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, she's from Toronto, let alone, she's not only from Toronto, she's from Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, where we, Isn't you know, we grew Isn't she from Brampton? No. She's from, she's from Melbourne. Is she really? Yeah. She I, went to Pearson. Oh, I thought she was from Brampton this entire time. I don't think so. No? She went to Pearson. Okay. I know that. Okay. Maybe they moved after, but Maybe. like, yeah. she went to Pearson, she went to York. Mm. Um, she went to York, yeah. Like, so it's very, very, very close to home for me. Um, and to see, like, that she's doing really big things for herself and that she's got a role that's so, like, you know, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. Like, what do you think about it? I think yeah. that's it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I can't not acknowledge the fact that, like, it is amazing, like, especially someone who grew up watching late night TV for so long. Like, I'm someone, like, if you knew me, even in, like, middle school, I was watching, like, Jay Leno because I, I love uh, stand-up comedy that occurred during that time. Like, that late night show spot was so special for me mm-hmm. growing up. Um, and I think it is great, obviously, because she's, yeah, a woman, a woman of color. She's Sikh and, like, again, very visibly brown. Yeah. Um, it, like, I think, I, and I don't, like, I by no means do I want to, like, discredit the fact that she has made such a, like, great yeah. achievement for someone, again, from the community she comes from. Um, I, I think my head is at a point right now where she, like, I've never been, like, a, such a huge fan of her. Yeah. So I should, I should put forward first and foremost, like, I've never really, um saw her in in kind of like this inspirational light that a lot of people have mm-hmm. um and I know that that's because of how I interact with her content but also I just I, I'm stuck in this place right now where I know I know where NBC is coming from and making that decision oh well and do you know what I'm saying yeah like I, I, I like I need to send you this article that I think um BuzzFeed didn't do this there was a really good article that came out about her and, like, her place in YouTube and, like, her representation on YouTube and how it's a little conflicted. Um, it, it, I could go into it. It's going to be, like, a whole other podcast if I get into this topic. No, so no give, me like a, to, give me the cliff notes. Okay, so essentially, like, a lot of people have been giving her criticism recently for her, um, you know, a lot of her content, especially when she does music videos, she takes on um, this persona or, like, she, you know, she ends up wearing her hair in braids or she like she takes on like an indo-caribbean mm-hmm. vibe mm-hmm. Uh, like almost uses it as a costume when she does do yeah um things for her videos and a lot of people have given her criticism for the fact that it's like borderline appropriation or at least she puts on this vibe that she just because she's a brown girl that she can kind of transcend into other communities that existed mm-hmm. you know in the gta for mm-hmm. example um to like look cool or to like you know get views and things like that and you know, there's a, th- a bunch of things after that, but I, my head is kind of stuck in a place right now where I know why NBC is making this decision. I know that, you know, they're learning from what worked with Jimmy Fallon and that, you know, his content does really well on YouTube. Like, amazing. Like, yeah. I think he, more than what the views he makes live, he's making YouTube, all his money yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, because that's where he gets his views. And so what they did to replace Carissa Daly, they went straight for a YouTuber, which mm-hmm. makes complete sense. And you know, give some good PR because, again, she comes from all those communities. Yeah. And she recently came out, too, as a, as a, yes. a, as a bi person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these things are, are working for both of the, both of those, you know, bodies in their favor, yeah. both NBC and Lily Singh. So that's because where my headset is at. But at the same time, I do acknowledge the fact that, like, 
you know, kind of the way that I see Priyanka Chopra in that, like, she, Priyanka Chopra, again, not the biggest fan of her, but I do recognize she's someone who made it from Bollywood to Hollywood and mm-hmm. is hopefully going to make waves for a lot of other women behind her to come forward and make it a much easier transition. Um, I see the same way for um, people for like Lily Singh who start online doing things like us, for example, yeah. who want to do things more than just do podcasts and want to be out there and do things like, you know, a real yeah, legitimate yeah, game yeah. show exactly. and like things like that. And hopefully... I think Lily Singh will make it less, um, will make it more normal to see yeah, people like yeah, her yeah. Um, in the actual entertainment industry yeah. and not like doing side hustles. Yeah. And I know, I agree with like a lot of your points. I do think that she does take on this um, persona. And I don't know if it has to do with the fact of where she grew up. Mm. Um, because again, like um, the communities you grow up in kind of shape how you act as an adult. But I think that regardless of who you grow up with, like, it's like saying, oh, I have black friends, so I can do this and this and this. No, it's like, regardless of who you grow up with, how you grow up, yeah, you may use some slang and whatever, but you should be critical or and conscious of how you portray yeah. yourself, especially when you're on, you know, the internet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I it, it is something that solely for the fact that um, she's kind of like paving this path for other women to yeah, come through this. And yeah. yeah, she may, honestly, like, I, I, when I was talking about this with other people, they're like, you know, well, there's so many other, like, funnier comedians mm-hmm. that could have taken her spot. And mm-hmm. I'm like, first of all, let's not make it a competition. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the people love to do that when it comes to women um, gaining, you know, That's like, roles of, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to women of color, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like, your her comedy may not be for, you know, everybody. everybody. And mm-hmm. I agree, like, a lot of her content on YouTube is not the funniest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her more for her, her work ethic, mm-hmm. how hard she works for herself and how... The hustle. Yeah, yeah, the hustle. Like, that's something I really um, admire about her. So I just... I, the fact that it's... Sub- like, we're seeing this, like, in our, like, lives. I never thought I would see this. No, that's true, too. Um, that's, that's what really, true. you know, amazes me and makes me happy. And I really hope that it opens up um, more because I feel like we have seen... We have seen women of color on, like... TV ho- like Queen Latifah had had her own yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like Tyler that. Banks show. Exactly. And it, it kind of just like fell off. Mm. So I feel like hopefully it becomes something like it's more and like uh, and I mean like with Lily Singh like Queen Latifah Lily Singh, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Queen Latifah is like high scale. So like for Lily Singh is is pretty is very popular mm-hmm. and really like you can consider a, a somewhat of a celebrity. Yeah. Um but I feel like she is a celebrity, but can is also kind of closer to like normal people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to see that, you know, is mm-hmm. is I think some it will be very inspiring for some people who want yeah. to do something similar to her. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, congrats I, to her. I, I definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I can't like I like again I don't want to come off as sounding as a hater, but I yeah. definitely do and also recognize like for so long I imagined myself like to do anything with late night show I. I thought, like, the pinnacle for me could only ever be being a guest or being someone in the crowd watching. Yeah. And to know that it's, like, it's work for someone, you know, who's Canadian who can work their way up to that point to be a host. And, like, mm-hmm. it's her show with her name on it. Exactly. Is, is I hope, uh, you know, for a lot of other women like that who want to do things like that going forward, for us included, like, I just, I want to see more of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want this to Definitely. be the one and only time and, you know, whatever happens with her, with her show happens. But I want it to, like this to be the running thing of like mm-hmm. you know, for sure it for sure normal yeah. But, yeah I'm excited to see like how because again like it is her show so she has a lot of say in how you know it's structured, um, it's structured and, and how it's written too, and stuff actually. like that so I'm yeah. excited to see um who she brings on to help write the show and um how she writes it 
who she involves because um like she said that she's gonna make it a show that you know celebrates um diversity and different people and in different fields and stuff like that so i want to see who she brings on the show what segments she brings to the show are we going to be seeing the same things that we already see are we Mm going to see something new so um it's it's exciting yeah it's definitely a lot a lot of change to look forward to um but yeah so uh (laughs) i think we should wrap it up here because (laughs) we definitely talked a lot um today so we hope you guys enjoy as always um and we'll catch you guys on the next one bye